like, this is one of the best shows, like, best shows I've been on. You're a phenomenal host. Fan. I remember the 24 hour spaces. I remember all the spaces when the project launched. Uh, I, I, when I heard you were going to be here, I had to come to the bar. You know, I'll shamelessly plug Laura Lord's NFT right now. Go ahead and buy that. <laughs> it's going to sit you up here just like I am with like legends. I'm not fucking leaving. Right, ladies and gentlemen, we ain't going fucking nowhere. It doesn't matter the market's up, it's down, it's a good day, it's a bad day, no matter fucking what. We are here because consistency is key. And if they didn't unlock the door, then we will just knock the motherfuckers down. And you know how we start off every episode here, man. We do it with shout-outs, bro. First, I gotta get this little oh, I love that fucking back. I love that little drop there. Big bad Brittany in the house, the amazing, legendary, oh so necessary, Narco is here. We're going to talk Super Fest today, baby. Big bad Eddie is in the house, Sir Screen, coming in hot on the spaces, Big Bad Funky Beach. Thank you so much for setting this up. Late night crew, Dave, putting in that work so you don't have to, baby. We got Mitch here. Big bad Kyle is back. The return of Kyle. We got Marshall in the house. DJ Brownie, what's up? What's up? Oh, shit, we got Riggs in here, man. What's up? It's a nice cat. Love that announcement we saw today. Big Bad mm-hmm. in the motherfucking house. We got Soapy McSoperson. Woo! Sounds dirty, but also, like, sexy at the same time. What's up, Britt? What's going on, Eddie? Feeling good. Happy to be here, Laura. How are you feeling today? Man, I got to tell you, I'm fucking hyped, bro. Uh, I've had a good fucking productive day. Uh, I feel like I, uh, I feel like I, I don't, I don't know, man. I feel like, um, I don't know. I think this vape pen did me some justice, bro. It really worked out this time. So I'm excited about that, man. Fucking $15 vape pen. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I love that for you. Fuck yeah. How about you, Eddie? How about what's going on with you? Oh, you know, I just got off of work and uh, clocking into my spaces time right here. You feel me? Um, before we go any further, just want to remind everyone to uh, hit that little purple button in the bottom right corner, share the space, maybe comment on there, and uh, yeah, tell your friends to come vibe. Fuck yeah. Yo, what a epic intro. Fuck, man. Like, uh, I haven't, like, to be honest, I haven't, like, I think listened in like a, a, a quite a bit, man. You fucking come a long way, Laura Lord, since like the first original 24 hour spaces, man. Ah, dude, fucking thank you. I appreciate that so much, man. Uh, I love hearing that, man. Thank you so much. I, I love that. So a lot of people probably from the Creeps community might not know this, but like I was like back, 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 back in like the OG days, like right after men. Uh, and I went by the regulator on Twitter. And since I started up Superfest, like change the name and try to get it a little bit more professional because you're doing, you know, doc shit or whatever. Um, but yeah, man, I remember you starting, you know, the legend of the lore lord way, way, way back, man. And uh, it's really cool to see like the evolution, bro. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. I'm fucking proud of the of your evolution, homie, and what it is ah, that thanks. you're creating and building, dude. Um, 
it attracted me right away, man. And, and, and I'm curious to know everything from start to finish, uh, kind of what got you here, man, what, what you're doing with Superfest. Um, I'm pumped, bro. I, I, so kind of take me through your, 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 your journey here. Um, yeah, I mean, I can, uh, start kind of at the top. I mean, you know, uh, I'm a brand builder by trade. Uh, I worked at, agencies for a bunch of years um worked on the brand side at brands like png adidas under armor um worked some really notable you know folks like steph curry the rock asap rocky trippy red um started my own agency and then started um getting really close with the superfly team who's you know best known for founding uh bonnaroo and outside lands amongst a lot of other um experiential entertainment-based activations and um we just built this like really unbelievable relationship we was like kind of like, working with them with my agency and working kind of with their ceo rick farman who's like kind of like the originator of the Superfest idea um and you know as we would like go to nick's games post pandemic and stay like stay really close he was like very um i think like connected to other people that were in the space, but also like excited by my excitement for web three. And like, as like I was kind of building into like the idea of becoming part of a, you know, the super fast ecosystem that we started, you know, birthing over time is funny. Cause it was like, I was like knee deep in the early onset of, you know, uh, the creep phase when we were going wild on our 10 ETH run and Steve Aoki was, you know, calling the top and we had banks going and doing the crazy shit. And like every single day we were in spaces with, uh, with Nodi and like all those guys, like just like, you know, game theory and shit out with Azadi and all that stuff. And so, you know, in many respects, like, and I'll, I'll give credit to this forever. Um, the creep community is like kind of always been my proxy of like what an incredible community could and should look like. Um, and it kind of like, I think like gave me the confidence by like getting into this space to not only like know how to like, you know, pump my bag and flip up to a mutant and do all that kind of shit that you have to do to like cut your teeth and know how to navigate the ins and outs of the space. But like then apply my kind of more traditional background professionally to like what I wanted to really do if I was to ever like build and become a part of a, you know, a project at a founder level, um, going forward. And so Superfest is kind of that thing where it combines like my biggest passions for, you know, building culture, building community, and then doing it around things that are, you know, hyper, you know, uh, passion driven, like music and art. And that's really what we're on a mission to do. And what we're building is the world's biggest, most vibrant, badass festival community. Um, and I think the one thing that I would say to that, that's like, you know, a little bit of like, like a spin is like typically when you talk about music festivals, like a lot of them are built as like music and arts festivals, but like, you know, if you've ever been to them, you know, the music is always like at a hundred and the art is like at a 20, you know what I mean? And like coming from the, you know, the world of web three and crypto and kind of embracing that culture as our reason for being, we really wanted to like even out the plane between that and have it be more of an even balance between like the art and the music side of things while really not losing sight of the culture and the community aspect. Um, and you know, we're about to actually finish up our mint tomorrow. So, um, we started minting about a month ago. It's been a very interesting process, um, building in the bear market. But like, to be honest, I would say that we're better for it because, uh, if you truly are building something that has tangible value and you believe in the product that you're going to be shipping, 
um, it doesn't matter what market it is. You know what I mean? Like you're going to do it, you know, come hell or high water. So that's a little bit of an intro. I'm happy to a- answer any questions and we can kind of get into like more about like what the mission and vision and all of it is, um, you know, from there. Tons, bro. Tons. Yeah, man. You got to keep in mind, dude, this is not, uh, this is, this is our shit, bro. We get to hang out here, uh, and, and talk for a bit. Uh, no fast pitches. You don't, you don't have to worry about any of that, man. We're here to hang the fuck out. Um, <clears throat> I want to go back, man, because I'm I'm a fan yeah. of I'm a fan of origin stories, bro. Yeah. And so please. you mentioned that you were you were doing events and things like that, and you were doing stuff for what for 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 some rappers. Give, can you tell me who you were working with before? On the music side. Yeah, yeah, please. So um, I actually was um, a part of the team that signed ASAP Rocky to Under Armour for like a one-off collab deal, and um, if you guys remember what was the year? It was like 2016, 17. And he put out like a spin off of the, um, Osiris D three shoe. Um, and it was right when testing came out the album. Um, and so that first, um, ASAP forever track featured in, in it, a brief moment, the shoe was like kind of vision, like was like there in that, in that, uh, video. Um, and then we launched it and we, um, you know, actually a really cool story. We, um, you know, so Under Armour is like a performance athletic brand, right? Like they've never done anything in hip hop and culture for the most part. And like the team that I was a part of, um, we were basically this like SWAT team that was really tasked with like keeping the brand young and getting it younger than it was at the time. Because you know, keep in mind we had like the lead athletes like Tom Brady who was aging up. Um, Steph Curry was like, you know, he's he's the he's the goat, one of the goats, but like isn't necessarily cool in the streets. You know what I mean? So we were trying to figure out like what are ways to go and do things that are unconventional and Rocky we identified as being someone we wanted to go after because he always had this like anti-establishment vibe where um, if anybody was to go and say like, hey, like I can go and make Under Armour hot, like he's like one of those people. Um, and one of the things that we did bring is shoot a market, which is really dope. Um, we did an activation in Harlem in his hometown and it was a four story takeover of this like really old school dope Harlem building where on the first floor, there was a skate park. On the second floor, there was um, a whole lounge area and bar. On the third floor was an entire sneaker store where we were selling his shoes exclusively. It was the only place that you could buy the shoes without this activation. Um, and then on the fourth floor, we had a race, like a full-blown blown race. Um, and, you know, we had everybody pull up from, you know, uh, Jaden Smith, who obviously you guys are creeps are familiar with, to, you know, uh, like a bunch of people in the ASAP mob. Uh, we had Bella Hadid that pulled up there. Uh, Kendall Jenner pulled up there. Um, and like, you know, keep in mind, like something that had never been done before is we sold through every single unit of the shoes at that activation. And there were $250 Under Armour shoes, which is like unheard of. You know, they had never really had like a fashion expression in footwear like that. And so that was a cool one. Um, and then I also worked with uh, Trippy Red. Um, I actually shot um, for... One of his, he, he released, I don't know if you guys are familiar, he released like uh, during Halloween, this like, um, like spooky sounds kind of like thing that preceded his like actual album that was coming out. And it was all like him doing these like really trippy, like kind of like beats, but like they were really esoteric. And so we worked with him out in LA and we filmed like an entire hour long, like visual experience that aired on Twitch during the heart of the pandemic um, that kind of like told all these kind of like creepy stories and made like these kind of music videos for each one of like the tracks that he was debuting for his up and coming album, which is pretty dope. Um, so it was the first time that anybody like saw the album that was coming out. 
Um, and we did it all like through a live stream and kind of like this kind of, you know, hour long visual kind of journey. Um, and then beyond that, I did a lot of work with like a bunch of like up and coming artists that were predominantly like on SoundCloud. Um, yeah, there you go. That's Harlow right there. Um, and then, um, which is funny because like that shoe now is like, you know, so on trend. It's wild how ahead of the game he was. Um, did a little, little, little bit of Kanye. Um, at one time he was having some issues with Adidas well before this recent weekend. Um, and he was trying to like piss them off. And so I was able to get in touch with his team and we gave him this Under Armour shoe called the Forge that we actually ended up marketing. Um, it was the only Under Armour shoe that he ever wore at the time, but it was like a huge deal. He actually walked into, um, a store that I was like waiting for him in to pick up the sneaker and like wear it out, wear it out and put it on uh, social media just to piss off Adidas. So that was pretty cool. Um, and then I'm trying to think about a couple other ones that I was a part of, um, a lot of things with the ASAP mob. And then I'm just trying to think, yeah, that's pretty much like the bigger names. Everybody else is a little bit more up and coming, like, you know, Quando Rondo, I actually did work with funny enough and he's like relevant now in kind of a weird way. Yeah. He's um, huge right now. That's yeah. It's kind of wild, bro. Like that's you feeding a younger audience for sure. Cause, uh, yeah, his fan base is very young too. Yeah, like, you know, but you know what's bugged out is like during the pandemic, I was working with SoundCloud and we were doing these interview series and we were talking to like all of these like up and coming artists. And like, you know, mind you, like the music industry was kind of in the state of like, we don't know what the fuck we're going to do next. You know what I mean? Because like culture was at a standstill. And so I remember like I did like the, like one of the first interviews with like Kid Leroy before he blew, he blew up. Um, I was able to do like a really dope interview with Kid Cudi as well during that time. Um, and so we were like, at that time during the pandemic, me and my company were producing all these live streams. And so we were doing everything from like highlighting the next up and coming artists. Cuddy obviously was already kind of made by that point, but like, you know, Quando and Kid Leroy fell into that. Um, who was the other dude that was, uh, huge that was doing like the whole like hip hop punk thing? He was like a bigger dude. I'm blanking on his name. He was like a, um, he had like that one cut that like went crazy, but like we were just breaking like these new artists that were like doing shit left and right. Um, and so it was just really exciting, man. And I've just been entrenched in really like all forms of music for my entire life and was like a festival kid since, you know, I was in college. I went to school down in Tennessee. So I started going to Bonnaroo at like a very, uh, you know, early state. I mean, I know kids from like Nashville and shit have been going to that since they were like in their, you know, teenage years. But like as soon as I got down to the University of Tennessee, we started going to Bonnaroo and started like kind of seeing what Superfly did from a complete consumer perspective and like a, you know, participant perspective. And so, um, you know, they always had this like really, really special place in my heart where they would create these experiences that like artists genuinely wanted to be a part of, you know, and if you've worked in music for any capacity, like you just know that like, that's not the case. Like a lot of these guys want their bags and they want to get in and they get the fuck out, you know, um, and Superfly always had this ability for creating experiences where like it meant the world to the artist because it gave them a canvas to create that was way more free than what they normally got access to. And they actually would immerse themselves in it. Um, so, you know, as we started building a relationship with uh, Superfly and I did personally with Rick, it was like uh, kind of a no brainer to the point where, you know, now I'm a full-time employee of Superfly heading up all the marketing community initiatives on their new like web three arm called super NFT, which is where Superfest is, you know, being birthed out of, and my own company, 11 ounces, like I'm just sitting on the board and kind of like kind of putting that on, you know, uh, in the hands of my partners and letting it run on its own because I just know I got so much work to do in this space. So, 
yeah, um, you know, that's a little bit of the background on the music side. But yeah, I'm born in Brooklyn, New York. So I'm like, I'm a hip hop head by trade. And then like, I went down south and got really into like EDM and jam bands. And I'm, I've seen 80 fish shows now. And so like my musical palette's fucking crazy. I just got back from Burning Man. Like, you know, we really live this shit over here in terms of like getting out and seeing live music. So uh, it's pretty cool everything that we do. Knocko, we got so much to talk about now, bro. You don't understand. You just opened up the floodgates, homie. Uh, open the shit up. Let's up. open it up, doggy. Uh, homie, so I, look, I'm a fan of ASAP, and I never even knew he released shoes. This is the first time I've like, so I'm looking at like, bro, and those things, you said they were 250. They're like 400 right now still. What oh, yeah, hell? bro, for sure. For sure. They're like, I mean, they're like collector's items now, man. And the thing that's funny is like, there's a lot like, after he did this shoe, Virgil did a uh, uh, Osiris B3 Louis Vuitton shoe that was totally derived from this. And yeah, and like, didn't didn't uh didn't Odd Future do some sort of Osiris shaped shoe as well? Right yeah, like like well. people forget, you know, like when, when up, were, yeah. like I'm 34, but like when I was coming up, like and I was a kid, like in the late 90s, early 2000s, like the Osiris B3 was like the rave kid shoe in the city. Like everybody was like Jenko jeans and Osiris. Like if you skated, if you rollerbladed, like you rocked Osiris B3s. And so it was just a really cool, like, insight that he came out with. Um, and, you know, the thing was really special. is like we had this really dope, like, cushioning system inside the shoes. So, like, for the first time ever, they were super comfortable to wear. Now, you got to be a certain kind of person to be able to pull these joints off. That's not really for me. Um, but, yeah, they're collector's items, and, like, those shoes will never come out again. So, yeah, it's funny that you actually brought these things these things to the um, back to the forefront, and I haven't seen these images in a couple of years. The, the <laughs> other thing that I love, bro, is that like uh, because I'm I'm a I'm a villain, bro, and I and I'm I'm fucking uh, I I believe in mayhem, uh, and so I love this idea that Kanye came to you and like, yo, I want to piss these motherfuckers off, and so his his fucking prank is to to, the, to Adidas is to to sport an Under Armour shoe. That that must scare them though. That must like really. Piss piss them off and also at the same time be like hey you know what we're not the only shoe in the business you know he can go somewhere else uh that's just a wild fucking move for me that's crazy and that that's crazy that you, go ahead it's funny bro because like when it happened um and i'm not even trying to flex but i was um in oakland with uh steph curry and um it's like it started blowing up on complex and i go over to steph i was like yeah you wouldn't believe who's rocking the same shoe as you right now he's like who and I show him the picture of Ye, like, in Chicago, because I was, like, the person that had to ship them to the store so that they could go and, like, and uh, he just started bugging out. He's like, yo, why? Like, Ye's in the fucking forges. Like, let's go. <laughs> um, and, it, yeah, it was a funny moment, man. It was a fu- I mean, it's funny to see that, like, you know, this was, like, four or five years ago, and this shit is still going on with him now. He went wild over the weekend, but, like, I don't know, man. Adidas better pay that man because otherwise they might be in trouble. Bro, so what goes into making something like that happen? Like, how do you get, how do you get ASAP to 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 rock rock Under Armour? Like, how did that? How does that even happen? Um. Well, first of all, you, you usually start with a bag of money, um, <laughs> and then and then like you know the the thing the reason why I got plugged in, um, and you know it's funny my business partner at my creative agency that I have now that I've kind of like you know, um, and not sitting on the board on while I focus on everything super fast um, and will remain that way. Um, he and I were like kind of like this New York based SWAT team where like we came from hip hop culture and basketball and like all these areas where like, you know, a brand like Under Armour that was entrenched in football and like Maryland lacrosse culture and shit like just didn't have that proximity to, you know? And so 
um, we would work with people that were like, you know, some of the older folks that were responsible for signing the deals. But the thing is, is like when you get a deal done, right? Because um, everything in this regard starts with money, right? It's like, well, can you meet the like threshold to like get someone interested? And then what's the idea, right? And then it's like beyond the idea, it's like who is that person going to interface with on a consistent basis that they're actually going to enjoy being around? You know what I mean? Um, and, you know, at the time, like I'm in my late 20s or whatever, and like well, I'm living and breathing this shit. And as is my partner, and like we were like the kind of the people at the company that could just relate to him on a regular level. We were the kind of people where like we could be in the design reviews and like light up some blunts or whatever and just chill and listen to music and like put on some of his new cuts and like really vibe because we knew his history. And so a lot of the pieces about like the people that make those types of shit happen at like Adidas and Jordan and Puma and whatever brand it is, is like there's the people that get the deal signed and then there's the people that like develop the relationship that like these guys actually want to be around on a consistent basis. You know what I'm saying? And like the best way to go and find those people is to find people that genuinely authentically love the craft that they're involved in that are, you know, like, like diehards for the culture that they're, you know, that they're navigating within and that live that shit. And it's really hard to fake culture and people know it. And like these artists know it more than anybody. You know what I mean? Um, and then my other rule is never ask for a picture. You know what I mean? Like, cause if like, you're really about it, like you don't need that shit. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely like an art form. And then the cool thing is like, as I started going out on my own and doing my own business, it just created this opportunity where I'm just very comfortable around like all different types of, you know, entertainers and, and whatnot. And, and, and very just appreciative of their craft and just don't look at it as like, the, Oh my God, it's like, you know, they're human too. Um, it was one of the cooler things I would say which is a little bit of a tangent, but like at Burning Man that I experienced this past year, uh, this past week, it was my first time going. Um, but like in that environment, which is like a whole other can of worms to open, like the comfort level that you get of artists is unlike anything else because they actually get to operate in like almost a guise of like anonymity. And so what you find in those environments is that people like to test a lot of things. They like to like bring human elements. They'll kick it with you unlike they would at any other show that they're doing. Um, and I just really relish the opportunity to go, get in like those environments. You know what I mean? And the last thing I'd say too is like, that's kind of what Superfly's always created is like these like places where it might be a festival that everyone has a set time, but like artists get in that creative zone together and they want to go and do something above and beyond and they want to play in each other's sets and they want to go and do a super jam and they want to go and create an idea for another offshoot band that they're going to go and do a mini tour on. Right. And so, there's definitely like this alchemy that goes into like getting a little bit more out of, you know, an artist or, you know, an athlete or something. And it really just starts with the ability to like meet them on their own common ground um, and treat them like a human and be invested in what they're, what they're creating, you know, at the highest level. That's so wild, bro. Uh, I love how you started it all though with, uh, well, first you need a bag of money. <laughs> I mean, bro, like, you know, in, in, unless you got like, you know, unless like, you know, you sign like or employ one of their homies from the way back. Like it's always going to start there, especially in hip hop, man. Like hip hop moves culture. So if you're going to get into hip hop at all, like you got to start with it. You got to start with the bag first. So cool, you know? dude. Fucking, but I, I love the, I love this whole idea that companies, brands, etc. They need people like you that are, that, that are, are built in the culture, right? That uh, eat, breathe, sleep, live this shit um, to be able to have that, like that eye to eye connection, like you mentioned. Um, that's so important. Yeah, because you don't want to just send some weirdo suit over there to talk and you have nothing in common, yeah. right? That's going to be fucking yeah. awkward as fuck. Yeah, you, you, you literally can't. You know what I mean? Because, like, 
you know, like, I mean, look, you guys have been part of like any creative brainstorm, right? Like the magic happens when you sit back, you know, you hit an L, you start putting some music on, you start talking about some bullshit and having some laughs. And all of a sudden, like those like gems of ideas come out of nowhere. You know what I mean? And like, you know, that doesn't mean that they're going to ever materialize. But like when you have people that are creators and people that can all do something or masters their craft with an idea, like getting into those social zones that like seem very like, you know, insignificant can actually become the like the brain trust and like the origin story for something incredible, you know? And so it's just really like, it's always surrounding yourself with a team of people that are highly versatile, people that genuinely love what the fuck they're doing. Um, and that's kind of been my whole secret to like my career, you know, it's like, you know, I got a wife now and she's always like, how in the fuck are you going to like Burning Man being able to call this a work trip or going to Bonnaroo and you're calling this a work trip or going out to go and see, you know, a Warriors game and that's a work trip. And it's like my secret to success has always been like, I try to get really good at the things that I love. So mix work and pleasure. And then ultimately I'm never working. You know what I mean? I love that. Yeah, absolutely. You're hundred percent right on that. Um, fuck yeah, dude. So how did you turn burning man into a work trip? Tell me about that. Cause I'm sure that's going to bleed into, uh, to Superfest. We're going to get there. I promise. I just like a little fucking, no, I like some I, origin I mean, story. These are the fun conversations, man. And, 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 you know, you know how to, you know how to like work a, you know, an interview because this is where it gets like less of like chill zone and we're just kicking it. And like, that's kind of like the vibe that I think our whole team is on, you know what I mean? Like we're very humble when it comes to the stuff that we're building. Um, we are absolutely obsessed with building. And I hate using that word at this point. I was, you know, talking to my man Riggs today and it's just like, it's like a buzzword that everybody uses in the space. But like the reality is like, we've done this in other capacities and different facets. Everybody's got like their own, you know, superpower that they bring to the table. Um, and so Burning Man was, you know, the real honest to God story is that um, Rick Farman, who's the CEO of Superfly and one of uh, co-founders of Superfest as well, um, you know, when he was starting Bonnaroo, him and his partners at Superfly, you know, did what I think any smart individual or group of individuals would do when they're starting a new business or initiative, which is they go and survey the land, right? You go to a bunch of like, what they did is they went to every single festival that they could possibly go to all over the world. And they looked at all the dopest shit that they could find and they figured out like, well, what's our unique spin to put our like mark on it if we want to adopt something of that ilk or what ideas to come out of seeing these things, right? Um, and so, you know, at Superfest, like we have a couple of different things that we're doing, but ultimately we're going to be building a decentralized music and arts festival that's powered by the community. So like what it becomes will be decided on, ideated on, and planned by the Superfest community. So it'll be the first festival ever where the people that are truly the diehard fans and creators behind it will have a say in developing, right? Um, and like that's like the bigger, like long-term thing that we're going to be building to, like our North Star. We have a lot of other things that are a part of that mission because we know like, you know, there's, we got to do other things to keep people entertained and to also provide value. Um, but like in doing that, right, like we've all been to a lot of festivals, um, but, you know, one of the things that I had never done as well as my counterpoint uh, part Caroline who works a lot with like bringing on artists and collaborators into um, you know our world and what we call artists and industry founders who are part of our community um, we had both never been a burning man and Rick was like you know as someone who did it in the early days and has been you know I think over five times is like look if we're going to do this like that's the creme de la creme you can't not go see it you know 
Um, and funny enough, like my sister is a burner who like, this was her sixth, um, her sixth burn. And so I was already like, you know, very like aware of the culture. I was, you know, understanding the history. It was just one of those things that with life and, you know, kids and all that shit, like I just never got to. Um, but it is, it was mesmerizing. Like, so, the, so tent or RV, bro. Yo, so this is funny. So I have this thing when I go to do things that are cultural experiences where I want to immerse and I want to do it like the way that you do it, um, like to the fullest. And so an RV would be too luxurious for me to start. So I went with a one person tent. I hitchhiked my way from Reno, Nevada into Black Rock City um, by like literally getting a ride with some just like random burners. Um, I had only a backpack full of shit. I tried to pack light. And then we were actually part of a camp called Node, which is really cool because we were like 60 people in it, but everybody was like crypto affiliated. Like there were people that ran DAOs or people that were, you know, building their own tokens or people that were working for Solana and, you know, Binance or people that were, you know, running NFT projects. And so it was this really interesting experience where like you have no cell phone service and you're braving the elements, but like in our spare time, as we're like all like eating and bullshitting and, you know, drinking and doing whatever we're doing, people are like all like ideating around like the future of crypto and web three and NFTs and so on and so forth, you know? So it was like this really cool melting pot. And like, the interesting thing is like Burning Man is the first decentralized festival without the blockchain. You know what I mean? Um, but the thing is, is that everybody in that community that understands the power of decentralized decision-making and culture and what pervasive values can do to create value and unity, unity within a ton of people um, and how that can drive creative expression. Like everybody understands very clearly that like the blockchain is what creates further connectivity and consequence in that journey of evolution. And so it was just like this really opportune time coming up with the pandemic. It was the first one that they had since 2019. Um, and, you know, first night that I was there, I, I, I've told everybody this story, but I literally was like in the middle of the fire looking around at everything that was going on, sensory overload, and had like my jaw on the floor laughing as I was like, A, how do I describe this to people that aren't here? B, like, are people really like, submitting for con lion awards like as if that's what like, fucking matters in the grand scheme of creativity like we're like all these industry awards that like don't matter like this is the creative olympics because by the way everybody's doing this for the love of the sport and they're not even getting paid you know like where i come from in brand building and marketing it's like a lot of the things that we create that are creative have like a price tag to it or an roi to it and the roi at burning man is like connectivity and cultural like progression and freedom of expression and it's just like way way more human and it was just like this like unbelievable self-reliance like lines uh kind of like vibe where i just had some really profound re realizations that were more validating than anything um but like what it all boils down to is that if you're gonna create a culture it has to be about more than money they have to be about more than some commercial financial gain and like the takeaway that i took back to web3 is like I told a couple people about this, like, yo, like, and I don't feel this on this, on this interview at all, which is why I love being here because I knew it was going to be this way. And which is why I was like pushing funky to like, you know, make this happen. Cause I, I knew you guys would be the same, same ill. Cause like, yo, when do we stop having fucking fun? There it is. There it is. Yeah, bro. Yo, a hundred percent. That's like, exactly what the NFC, fuck this is all about. When did NFCs become NFZ, the no fun zone, yo? Like, did we really think, 
when people like Gary Vee and everybody else were like, yo, you know, this is all going to go to zero. And that like shit JPEG that you're buying that has no fucking use case whatsoever is going to get you fucked over. Did we all think that they were joking? Like what? Like, like, and then all of a sudden, because we didn't heed the warning, got greedy and said the slot machines too long. Now, all of a sudden, it's a fucking toxic shithole. Like, I'm sorry, just to be blunt, but like, but like, but like, yo, like, where did the fun go? <laughs> Fuck yeah, brother. Yeah, let's fucking go, bro. Uh, that's fucking, you know that's I mean? my kind of talk right there. I only came in here to fucking have fun, dog. I came here because my fucking day job is fucking stressful the fuck enough, doggy. I wanted to come here, fucking slam beers, fucking hang out. Uh, and, the, you know, I fit, it was quick to find my tribe here, bro. And I feel like there's a lot of people that feel the same way. So, it's kind no. of like for, for I think there's for a lot of us the core of us right like you just said that the 99% they're gonna fail just like Gary Vee said hey everybody everybody knew it was gonna happen bro but with, with all those that fail man 99% of the people leave the 1% right here bro that's gonna be something what grows out of this right now what grows out of this bear market right now with people like you included who are here to have fun and to build and to learn and to create that's what the fuck is gonna matter uh when 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 the bull run i'm glad you know what i'm so fucking glad to exist in the bear so that i can fucking really be able to say bro i did that shit for fun um it's gonna be it's gonna be the fucking it's gonna be a a timeless story bro i hope everybody is saving tweets and keeping receipts so that when the bull market comes back like we can know who was around and who wasn't but like the real the real thing is this like if i'm gonna get serious about this like we could be in a bull market today if we wanted to. We could be out of the bear if we wanted to. If we decided that this culture and community was going to rally around something that existed more to, than to pump a badge and that we were here to create a future and we were here to do it by creating with each other, with communities, with creators, without corporations, without, with transparency, with consequence. And we started to look at this for the opportunity that's ahead of us versus the, you know, the wreck guy that we, you know, got screwed on or whatever. And I'm not even taking shit at that, 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 that project or anything. I'm just talking about like all of us being wreck guys and girls or whatever for whoever, you know, um, you know, got their games cut in half or, or is down, right? Like if we decided to like not focus on that as the end all be all conversation about like, when is the bear going to be over? And we just focus on the future and we just focused on the camaraderie of meeting dope people around the world that all wanted to do something different than the mundane every day that like is afforded to you in like the default world of web two, we would be out of this shit. Straight up. Uh, I don't want to be, be out. I don't want to be out. I just, uh, there's a few more buys I got to get, bro, before we get out of this fucking bear doggy. So let's feel- just let's keep the bear rolling. Uh, ETH wears black Air Force Ones. Uh, the merge is not going to happen well. Sell now uh, at $800, $500. Do whatever you can to get out. This is financial advice. Get out now. Uh, I've got limit <laughs> orders ready. Facts. I'm way too ETH poor to get out of this market right now. Why Let me yo, get my ETH up. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I remember when ETH was sub a thousand, and it was like the precursor to the bull. You know what I mean? Like, ETH is sixteen hundred. Like, it ain't that. You know what I mean? It's bad if you like bought at the top in three thousand, but like if you, you know, looking at things strategically or whatever, and you're looking at like the projects that are going through this and that are going to battle through it, and like. You know, take Creepster, for example. Like, these guys are, you know, 
having a full multimedia empire that they're building. You know what I mean? Like if, if you don't think that I've been eyeing a bottle of Fava since I started with that community and now is the time to go and get it at the craziest discount, like you're crazy. Like I'm 100% going to cop that shit before we get out of this bear market. But like my point being is that a lot of this is perspective and a lot of this is like our community and culture having to go through struggle. Like what culture has ever been built that like matter that didn't have a tough time when it started. You know what I mean? Like shit is born in the struggle. And so I believe that where we're going to go from here, everyone will be better for it. Having locked in, finding a way to have fun, finding a way to get on faces with Laura Lord and Brittany and Eddie and just have a vibe, finding a way to invest themselves in learning how to be part of a project build and getting a small morsel of whatever it takes to be part of, you know, that community and have a greater stake than just being a passive holder. Um, this is like, for me, like as someone who's always about like thinking about like mastering their craft. Um, and I'm like, you know, I guess I've been told now that I'm just pretty certain that I'm like ADD in the sense that like, I can't just like have one interest. I always have like something that, that I'm trying to get better at or whatever. Like this is one of those times where it's like, yo, for people who want to pick up skills, who want to get access to dope people who want to build relationships, who want to, you know, build in secrecy or whatever in the back cave and then come out and have a grand opening when it's ready. Like this is your moment. You know what I mean? Like this is where the pressure is made for, for diamonds. And so I don't know. I just think it's a lot of it, a lot of it is perspective. And I think a lot of us, you know, um, it's very easy if you just read your timeline and get caught up in the wrong shit, but like the positivity that I think is underlying here is incredible. And I think what's going to be next for this entire space is going to be profound. And, uh, Everyone will be better for having gone through. Fuck yeah, bro! Uh, and and I think that's going to take us into uh, everything that you're building. Every where, where you're at right now, bro. Um, yeah. I want to know, like, all right, so. When, when I know that it's going to be up to the holders, right, to decide what Superfest is, what that looks like. But in your mind, as the creator, as, as, as I assume will be a token holder, what is your vision of what you want Superfest to be? What does it look like in your mind when you think about it? Yeah, that's a really good question. So a couple of things. Um, one, I do not think, like, so there's a, there's a couple of components to what we're building, right? Um, I think when you just go to like the simplest North star goal of building a festival, um, the word festival goes back many, many, many years. Um, the music festival has, you know, originated with the Newport folk festival in 59. Um, and it was very much like that in modern, in modern ish interpretation that we use to reference what a music and arts festival is, which typically is bands on a stage in some type of an open field, ticketed, concessions, some vending, um, you know, and like the general format of a Coachella or a Bonnaroo or an Izu, whatever, kind of look somewhat the same, right? Um, now, one of the things that I think we're really invested in at like the team level that we talk about a lot, right? And I don't want to speak for all the community, but a lot of the community has the same vibes because we've been you know, building with them and talking with them for, you know, several weeks, months and, and whatnot. And I've just developed incredible relationships with people in our community, which is like one of the most special parts of doing something like, you know, being a founder of a project like this. But like, if we are setting out to change the game by building a music and arts festival, that's just like bands on stage for four days once a year feels that we probably aren't being innovative enough. Um, 
And one of the things that we've really honed in on, because we're going to do a little bit more work on this once we get through the mints, like we're really going to pick it right up next week and starting to lock it in is like our values. But I think two of them that we're very, like, very bullish on are music festivals have eight weeks out of the year that they're relevant, right? In my mind, huge missed opportunity because people are 24-7, 365, cultures that, uh, you know, in particular, music is that, right? Um, so if we think about first changing the game where we're an always on festival experience, that feels right. And that feels modern and contemporary from where the, the space has been. The other piece is like when you think about Web3, right? Like it's a global community. And so when you think about whether it be, you know, a festival ground in Indio, California or Manchester, Tennessee, or, you know, Jazz Fest down in New Orleans, like having a festival that manifests in one place is not really accessible. And so we also want to change that. Now, obviously, the digital extensions and the metaverse are things that we're going to invest time into and build our own kind of like expressions there. Um, but the IRL component is a really powerful thing for galvanizing community and culture at a level that simply like digital can only realize a certain level of it. It's not the discount digital because I think digital is like, not to get like heady on this, like the mycelium, right? Like it's like the fucking working in the web that kind of like keeps everybody connected over time no matter where you go but like you have to have these kinds of like impact points that in my my opinion are IRL to allow people to like build deeper connectivity relationships face to name experiences that like are in are present and of the moment and so you know without getting too much into like the special sauce I think what we're trying to construct is a really a community one that allows you to live your life like a festival like what I tell people is, you know, like when you go to a music festival and you cross that threshold after giving your ticket and like this like sense of freedom and energy and excitement washes over you, like when you first get into the ground, my whole thing is like, why does that have to stop? Like we could cultivate that all year round. It's really the people, it's the creators, it's the energy, it's the opportunity that, you know, goes into creating that vibe. And that can be done in a multitude of different ways. And we want to harness that. 24 7 365 and so you know going back to like the, the true manifestation of superfest it's going to be a build um we're going to in the most you know i think web3 native way prototype a lot of innovative shit that's going to start small and get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger um and we have aspirations of this being you know an iconic cultural you know entity and experience for people that you know has a super bowl like event but has a lot of other things that happen in the lead up to it that make it more accessible and more always on. Um, and so that's kind of conceptual. Um, but what I really want to, like, I think I like, hit on is that this is not going to be a pilgrimage journey that happens, you know, for one weekend out of a year to one destination throughout the world. Um, those opportunities might be a part of it, but what we're building is going to be much more omnipresent in your day-to-day -day life if you love music, culture, and art the way that we do. Yeah, dude. I mean, when I was looking at your site, well, you know, I, I was, uh, I was looking at it and I was like, Oh, this is one of the, so I'm a fan bro of, of events. So when I saw go to shows and events, access concerts, festivals, art experiences, and more, um, on that first part. And then when I looked at attend, uh, and it's talking about submitting proposals, one of the, the ideas that I got is that like, Oh, this would be great for, um, but possibly somebody like you that, that like a promoter that's like, Hey, I'll give access to, uh, your holders in this city to come to 
to this show. That would be dope. But the other thing I was thinking when I was looking at it, when it said attend and apply or submit a proposal, is that it would be dope if artists from your community could submit a proposal um, to be like, hey, uh, put me, you know, I'm playing a show Friday the 18th at 9 p.m. You know, anybody that holds one of these can come in for free. I think that'd be a dope. Yeah. Uh, that, no is doubt. That, am, I, am I getting that? Am I understanding is that well, the yeah, vibe that already- I got? <laughs> So that so, so like that's let, let's break apart like the way that we get to the end goal of like Superfest, right? So one, um, we're gonna release it tomorrow, our um update to our like artist uh and musician collaborator list, right? So what we've been doing is in addition to building like community members, we've been also building an entire founder group that are, you know, top of their class, musicians, visual artists you know creatives right so like we have everybody from the glitch mob who to your example the glitch mob was like hey like we're gonna offer a pair of tickets to every single show on our tour for only super pass holders and so every single show that they have there's going to be you know at least two free tickets that our our community to be able to access and that's just like one very specific instance of like the benefit of having people like that in the fold right um but we have like the glitch mob we have uh you know, cootie and chike who were the guys that went and shot the and, and filmed the kanye documentary on netflix genius that came out right um we have amber vittoria who's done a ton of different art you know fine art drops or whatever in the space um we have san, uh, san holo we have a bunch of other different types of artists that are like stretching the gamut you know you saw dj brownie from the disco biscuit um tom marshall who's the lead writer for fish um, you know, the list goes on and there's a lot of people that like, I actually don't want to name cause they're like going to be, you know, announced tomorrow. Um, and you can see them all on our site. Right. So we have over like 80 people like that already in the fold. So like the benefit of them, let's just take that specifically is like one, they have things already going on that they're going to open up access to the community to be a part of. Right. So whether that's shows or that's gallery showings, whether that's unique activations, they want to, you know, throw whatever. Right. So like that, there's that, that's low hanging fruit. We have a treasury that we recently introduced where it's going to give them access to, like you said, proposing new innovative ideas, which a lot of people who have joined us from this capacity want to use Superfest as a launch pad for like new expressions of their brand, right? Like not, not so many artists are like really native to Web3, but I can tell you with all the conversations we had, everybody's interested. They just kind of like need to have an ecosystem where they can start. So what better place than they get in the box with a bunch of super fans and creators and be able to stretch the aperture of your brand by creating with them, right? Um, and then the other thing that we have, which is a really distinct program that's going to launch, um, within the next, I think we're actually going to announce the first artist next week, um, is called Curiosity. And so what that's going to do is it's going to pair visual artists and musicians up to do digital art drops that Superpass holders are going to have exclusive access to. So that's going to be like everything from airdrops to exclusive mints, where you're going to have a visual artist that's going to pair up with a musician of their choice, and they're going to co-create on something completely unique. That's going to be an NFT that only Superpass holders are going to be able to go in and get access to from a collector perspective, right? And so you can see like the benefit of having existing top of their game artists and industry experts as part of our community, like what that benefit is. And like that's still just like one slice of the pie. When we go and we think about like going to shows, we have a whole other program called Field Trips, which the way that we think about it is going back to the story of Superfly, right? Like they started having getting the best ideas of what Donnaroo should be by going to different festivals around the world, right? So what we're gonna do is we're gonna allow our community to submit proposals for events that they want to go to all across the world. And if that event feels like it can glean insights that'll be beneficial to our build, 
then we're going to green light it and get you tickets to go and go to that experience. So we'll get you in the door. No questions asked. And so there's like the ability to like plan super fast, obviously, which is going to be a longer lead thing. It's going to have a lot of different iterations, a lot of activations that we're going to prototype ideas around. And ultimately like the end super fast build will be a representation of the best of the best shit that we, you know, come up with <clears throat> and planning will always be a part of it. But it's like, in the meantime, you're interfacing with, awesome artists you're collaborating with your community to come up with dope ideas you're collecting rare nfts and digital art you're getting access to shows and experiences and getting in the door for either free or cheaper than you could otherwise and so you know when we go back to that idea of why we exist it's like really to make your life like a festival because we should be giving you more opportunity to go and see shows um and experiences and to get immersed in culture than anywhere else on the planet and to date we've already gotten people to Bonnaroo, which is a $400 ticket. We've gotten people to Outside Lands, which is another $400 ticket, access to the Glitch Mob Tour, um, an NFT activation. So when you think about it, if you were rocking with us from the start, like you've already turned a positive ROI on your, you know, on your mint. Um, and we haven't even closed the mint yet. We haven't even started really going yet, you know? Um, and so, you know, the cool thing here is like, it's all about maximizing value for the community because we're positioning everybody as founders. And so in that, it's like, we're not trying to have this like us and them type of relationship. It's like all of us, Fuck you know yeah. what I mean? Fuck yeah. And you know, that's it ties all quite nicely, right? <laughs> Love that. Nice plug, bro. Um, dude, it says here, you know, uh, exclusive access to rare digital drops feature unique collaborations between artists and musicians. I'm curious in your mind, do you already have like a list of folks that you want to hit up right away to be like, Hey, can I get a signed copy of this? Or, or is there something that, uh, you know, what would, is there, are there artists that you're looking at right now? Oh yeah. So we already have, um, like I think three to four pairs of visual artists, like, like visual artists that make NFTs today and musicians that make music today that are going to work together to create something entirely new and bespoke for the curiosity program. And so what's cool about that program and actually maybe I'll drop some fucking alpha on this. Um, but what's cool about that is you're going to have a visual artist that will come together with a musician to create a piece of unique digital art that never existed before because they're going to collaborate on creating that for the first time. Right. The people that will get access to mint that are going to be our super pass holders exclusively. And those are not only going to be collector's items, but they're going to unlock doors into future opportunities as you continue to collect more of them. And the piece that like, I don't think we've talked about explicitly is that if you look at our super pass currently and you go on OpenSea, like it's a video file, right? And you can see there's very big stage screens on it. And if you play it, there's also like a looping track behind it. So as you acquire curiosity drops, you will get the opportunity to update your super pass with the curiosity drop of your choice. So ultimately, the NFT will be dynamic for folks and they will get to orient what that festival experience on their SuperPath NFT looks like based on the stuff that they collect. So it will be representative of your favorite visual artist and you know a musician that you like in this collaboration that they've done through the curiosity program. But these are all completely original works of art that are going to be created exclusively for this initiative. These are not things that like exist out in the wild that we're going to like you know, go and just give to people. Like we'll have things like that. We'll be do like that. But this is a program that like exists to create further holder value and just, you know, collect collective nature um, within our community. Cause we know that like all music art fans, like, you know, we commemorate what we're proud of. We're collectors, we're hoarders, you know what I mean? 
um, you know, I'm a fish head. I have 20 different fish shirts and 10 fish posters in my office right now. You know what I mean? And figurines and all other shit. And that's just like one band. And so um, we want to create that kind of collective nature for people to have a little bit of fun and do it in a way where it's stuff that doesn't already exist and it's really unique to the space. Well, I do love it, dude. It does. It does sound. It fucking. It sounds fun, bro. Um, I'm curious about this founder lineup, bro. All, the, all these pictures that I'm seeing. What What is this founder lineup? It's broken up. Be- it's broken up between artists and industry. What What exactly are we looking at here when we look on the on the website? So the artists are a mixture of like musicians and visual artists, right? And these are these collaborators that are going to be making these unique digital works of art through the Curiosity Program. These are folks that are going to open up their, you know, uh, tours to get our um, holders access to their shows. These are people that we're going to collaborate with and do, you know, activations with in the future, as you can imagine, some of the hot places that, you know, a lot of NFT projects will show up, you know, one of them being like Miami and so on and so forth. Um, These are collaborators that are going to be part of the fold of helping us to not only bring value to our community, but we're going to co-create what Superfest will inevitably become with them. Because it's cool for us to look at it from like a, you know, a fan perspective, right? But like, you get a lot of really good insights on how to build the best experiences when you also consider the artist perspective on that too. Because that's kind of how Superfly is able to create these experiences where like artists love being there as much as fans do, right? So that artist in... um, that visual artist and musician lane is going to be highly beneficial for a multitude of reasons, like I just said. But then the industry experts are really interesting because as we have musicians and visual artists and creators that enter the fold from like our community, you're going to have access to A&Rs and producers and people that have found talent and manage talent and promote talent and build experiences, whether that be metaversal, which we have people in that world or you know, experiential IRL um, that are going to have a really close proximity to the stuff that like you have aspirations of either getting exposure for either learning more of. And I was, you know, talking to one of our community members the other day, we were doing a little bit bit of a brainstorm session because we tend to like really incubate our relationships and anybody from our community, you could talk to anybody knows that like, you know, there's no like line in the sand. Like I'm very much like, you know, vibing with people on a day-to-day basis, like sourcing insights, asking for feedback, like co-creating with them. Um, we have this really special opportunity to like create mentorship opportunities for people that want to break into the music and art and the entertainment industry. That is just really hard. Like there's a, it's known for being gatekept. SoundCloud changed that because it allowed you to just get your music out without having to answer to anybody. But like, cool, you uploaded your song. Now what? You know? And so one of the programs that we're going to be announcing, um, probably as soon as Friday is going to be an entire like content series that is going to be dedicated to getting exposure on the dopest artists in web three and doing that with experts in the space that not only can provide feedback and get you better, but legitimately have the opportunity to change your life. Um, should you be talented enough? I'm just noticing, so, sorry. I'm just noticing blondish is there. We saw them in oh, New yeah. York. Yeah. yeah. As part of uh, uh yeah, dude, as part of the, the, the creeps fest, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we have a we have a very you'll appreciate this too. Like, I you know, I was in a meeting today with Party DJs. Like, Sea Praise is a holder. Party DJs is a close partner of ours. We're going to be doing a lot of shit with them too. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're building alliances, you know, with other NFT projects, with other notable individuals that are in the entertainment industry, with great creators and you know community members and just Web three. Like, we have a bunch of Web three native artists that are sitting there right next to 
you know, people that have, you know, sold tons of records and gone on huge global tours. Um, and so the ultimate reality of this is like, we want it to be diverse. We want it to be dynamic. Um, the opportunity that I think we're giving to people via accessing shows, you know, getting exposure, collecting rare art, you know, I kind of undersell like the treasury impact of like, Hey, you have a great idea. There's a tranche of funds for you to go and be able to access by proposing something that the community can get behind. So long as it like empowers the community, we're basically in a situation where fortunate for us in launching on the bear market, we've been able to kind of like see the best of the best stuff that's been happening in the space, put our own spin on it and kind of compile it into one ecosystem rooted in music, art and culture that we believe is fresh territory to be like the next big proving ground for web three. And the other piece to it is we hope to onboard a fuck ton of people. Like we really believe that like with the stuff that we're going to be doing, like it's just stuff that people care about, want to be invested in. And I think it will take the barrier to entry of like needing to understand crypto and make it where it's like worth your while to go ahead and be able to overcome that, you know, um, because there's so many other value propositions that are layered into this. Naco, dude, there's so much potential in here, dude. Um, there's so much good shit. Uh, I'm curious, man, are, are you, have you thought about doing spaces at all with, uh, any of these artists kind of, uh, I don't, oh, yeah. I don't know throughout, you know what I mean? Uh, make it a regular yeah. thing. Cause dude, even if you did just did one of these one a week, bro, you, you have a full year, um, of engagement, uh, that I, that I think no that'd doubt. be great for fucking holders. Um, no doubt. I, I, we, it just looks a, fun. We have, so, so we have a big spaces tomorrow with, um, that'll be interesting if you guys want to learn, learn more. But the cool thing about tomorrow's spaces is we're rallying a lot of folks that are part of interest based communities and that are building something similar to what we have, but like in different lanes. So, um, you know, we have Mike Dudas of Link Style that's going to be coming on. Um, we have the founders of Goblin Town that are close friends that are going to be coming on. Um, the founders of Kraus House, Wagner United. Um, you know, now now like a bunch of different folks that are just involved in communities that are not only like creating culture, but building shit collectively um, and together with Web3 at the heart of it. But, the, you know, to answer your question, um, we already have a show that has branding and is ready to go as soon as we get through the mint called Keys Open Doors. And that's going to be dedicated to linking with our artists and industry founders and really doing deep dive in like interviews and picking their brains and giving them access to the community and getting people the ability to ask questions and start really like collaborative feel, um, starting with more of like an introduction to them and, um, you know, bringing them into the space and into our world. Um, so Keys Open Doors will be a weekly that's going to be starting and uh, myself and Caroline, who is really leading the charge on building that artist founder um industry founder uh contingency is going to be my co-host beautiful dude i i'm fucking i love this so much bro this gets me fucking excited bro uh because it's blending everything that i that i like i mean nfts fucking live shows uh i used to be a promoter back in my in my youth and still Hell to yeah. this day bro to this day one of my favorite sounds on earth is at 2 a.m. when the bar closes and you hear all the bags with all the bottles in them clanking or whatever in the trash. It makes me so excited because I know everybody made money. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's, just, <laughs> it's one totally. of those things that fucking just, uh, I don't know. It's like coins in the pocket. This, I don't know. It fucking, it hypes me up, bro. Um, totally. Dude, I yeah. fucking love it. So let me ask you, how far, it says 90 day roadmap here. How far are you inside that roadmap? So we have made progress against every single thing that's on that roadmap at this point. 
Um, we have a thing that on, I think, number eight that we haven't announced yet, which goes back to that kind of artist discovery uh, content series that we're going to be announcing next week. Um, and, you know, part of the thing of like why we've actually slowed down on the roadmap is because we wanted to focus on, hey, like, we are charging a mint price because we are actually a- offering a ton of value to our holders. And therefore, with like the idea of building a treasury and the idea of creating a ton of access points, um, we want to go and build, you know, an infrastructure that's going to be able to go and build everything from these really cool, like mini experiences all the way to super fast, right? So we wanted to give time for the mint to breathe. We've never felt pressure. We've never dis- discounted it. We've never cut supply or anything like that. But that's going to come to a close on Friday at midnight. Um, and then, you know, again, I will say this, and I, and I am a very, by trade, humble dude, but like, like the plan is as soon as we get through mint, like we're going to be putting on a clinic in terms of execution. And you're going to see that 90 day roadmap get absolutely sliced in terms of like the, the way that we're going to put everything like into place, get it mobilized, get it going. And then we're, what, what's going to happen is, um, we have a nice little transition in because that roadmap is called Quest to the Fest Volume One, and Volume Two is going to be a nice little transition that's going to evolve everything from the first volume in Volume One and introduce an entirely new aspects to our journey that I think is going to be very expressive, exciting, uh, and story driven that people are going to have a lot of fun with. In addition to all the stuff that we're going to be building, um, but. You know, the funny thing is, and I, I believe right now we're like kind of like in this like founder meta where like, you know, you've seen like D gods and Frank and them and like get like a lot of notoriety for the fact of just seeing good founders. And I think a lot of like people have been questioning the integrity of other project founders and stuff like that. The funny thing for us, and like this is no bullshit, but like, you know, we have, I think like eight core team members and everybody on the team has built a business in some capacity in entertainment. Um, and so some of them have built multiple. And so when it comes to like operational like excellence and the ability to execute and the ability to build teams and the ability to create value and also the ability to understand this web three culture, you know, it's not just one person that's trying to, you know, traverse this, this land. Like we got a lot of people that are going at it. Um, and we're ready to like really, you know, you know, put that, put, put the rub, like have the rubber meet the road and start to get going. Um, so you'll see next week that there's going to be a ton of things that are going to be happening, um, on that roadmap. And, um, we've already made some progress behind the scenes on every single thing that's listed. I love it, dude. I, I, who did the art for this, bro? The, the, the image that I'm looking at with the stage and the hands, who did that? So, um, <laughs> that is one of the most talented artists that I've ever worked with in my career. Uh, his name is Dante Neal. He's from Philly. He's actually done a lot of um, work for The Roots, uh, Meek Mill, Lil Uzi, um, and is steeped in, you know, music culture through and through. Um, and just want to say that he is far from fucking done. Um, and that's just a, a starting point. Um, that's our founder path. Everyone starts with the same thing. Um, it'll obviously, like I said earlier, evolve. And there's a lot more components that are coming to it and are going to take it to the next level. Bro, uh, you got to link me up with that. I definitely want that dude on. He's a Philly dude. I'm a Philly dude. I wonder if we met each other at NFT Philly this last time. Fuck, I wonder if he's going tomorrow to NFT Philly. Um, fuck, you, you. He is not. Oh, he's not? He is not, but I would love to link you up with him. Please do, um, bro. I'm going to be hitting be, you up for a couple of interviews, by the way. To be frank, this is his um, first foray in the Web3. 
bro. So uh, yeah, he fucking killed it, dude. What, what I'm looking, I, it represents a good fucking time, bro. Um, you you're killing it, dude. You're knocking it out the park. I'm not kidding, bro. Uh, I think the the hard part. I I think. Uh, I, I think the hard part is going to be getting through the bear, but I feel like you're 100% prepared for that. Like, I feel it like you're, you know, you already know what you're building into and you're ready for it. Um, I'm excited to see you build. Nako, I'm so fucking happy for you, bro. Um, I'm proud of you. I really like this fucking, I really like this idea. Um, I love the idea of holding a pass and knowing that uh, potentially if a show came through, I could go and fucking uh, not only go to the show, but the artists would probably know who I am. They're a part of the community. You know what I mean? So um, I don't know, man. They, I'm fucking, I'm big time. I, I, I see so much opportunity in this and uh, I can't wait to see you fucking grow. I can't wait to see this pop off, Nako. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate the forum. I appreciate what you've been building, man. Just like the, you know, the hustle that you've had from day one, because I've seen it from day one. Um, everybody that's been tapped into what you've been creating over here. I also want to tell you, man, um, I want to offer one of my personal stash of super passes to you specifically um, to, have to get you on board with the project and, uh, you know, offer one up that we can give away to any people that, you know, follow the show or uh, our regulars, but you know, I'm a big believer in like the fact that like money can't really buy true culture and creativity. And so when you find people that you think can really embody the spirit of what you're trying to build, you got to bring them on and, you know, bring them on by any means necessary. So, um, you know, we'll talk in the DMs after this, but I want to get your wallet and send you over one ahead of the close out of mint so we can get rocking. I fucking appreciate I'm fucking down, bro. I'm so down for this shit, dude. Uh, I'm so fucking down for it. Thank you so much, man. I'm, I'm pumped, dude. Uh, I appreciate that, man. I'm, I'm fucking excited about that. Uh, I don't, I don't get this fucking stoked about a lot of shit, but this one I'm, I'm hype about, man. So thank you, bro. Thank um, you, man. Dude, is there anything else that you wanted to add? Anything that we, I could I could go on, dude. I got questions about fucking, but uh, I got questions about Burning Man. But uh, uh, I want to respect your time. Uh, so, is there anything else that you want to add before we go? Uh, the only thing I would say um, is if you found this conversation interesting, I encourage you to check out the spaces tomorrow at two thirty Eastern. If you have any questions about the project or hesitancy as to why or why not to mint and get on board, DM me and we will talk one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and beyond that, I can promise you with everything that I have that the price that you pay to become a founder of Superfest will be given back to you tenfold over time. Um, we have a strict commitment to that. We are unlocking holder value and we have so, so, so much that is coming and already has come. Um, I, I can guarantee it'll be one of the smartest decisions that you've made if you really want to build culture and be part of something um, in the lane of what we're building. Um, and if any questions, again, holler at me. I'm an open book. Fuck yeah, bro. Uh, do you have that? Do you have that space already um, up? Can you pin it here so that we can all? There it is. Hell yeah, yeah bro. Got it. Um, yeah, man. Turn your noties on and get ready. This is the last spaces before we close the Super Pass Mint on Friday. Uh, midnight, let's jam. Dude, if everybody set a reminder, that would be awesome. Um, hell yeah, dude. I'm liking. I'm retweeting. I'm going to put nice. My man. Get the algo in there. Thank you guys for just showing love and just, you know, bringing dope people on this beyond myself. I'm going to be tuning in more, um, and I want to figure out ways for us to collab as we get you in the fold and you know again 
we got that treasury. So there's going to be an open op- on, you know, invitation for people to submit proposals and expand their brand and their network, you know, in conjunction with us. And so I think it's going to be a really, really special thing, um, you know, for people to be involved in and to like really, you know, uh, you know, create with them. Dude, Naka, uh, I've been part of your Discord since back in April. A Creeps member told me about it, and I just think it's amazing what you guys are doing. Um, talking about the the community being the founders, that is such. I, I love that aspect of it because you go in the Discord, and the community is so helpful. Even if they're not moderators, they want you to vote on the super jams. They want you to attend the super jam meetings and really be active in the community. And it's it's awesome. So I'm really excited to see where you are from April to September. You guys have grown so much and done so much. Um, that's amazing that you guys have a treasury. You guys are just killing it. So congratulations Thank on that. You. Thank you. We got a lot of work to do, but we appreciate it. Um, and I think what we appreciate more than anything is just like, like everybody's been having fun through this whole time. Um, everybody's where they want to be and then invested their time into something that they truly believe in. And like, you know, the relationships have been endless. And so, um, you know, Brittany, hop back in there and, you know, ask whatever questions you need. If um, there's anything I could do to help you out with navigating anything, just let me know. Um, but yeah, these are the kinds of folks that we want in, you know, to be rocking with us and to be building with us. And I also think, you know, I've had conversations with the Creeps team. We're going to probably end up doing a bunch more with, with those guys in time. You know, they're super busy, but like we're a vessel for collaboration. You know what I mean? And that's what we exist to do. And I truly believe this is the last thing I'll say is I don't think the 2.0 version of this wave of Web3 is going to be off on the back of like a Yuga or like one entity doing it in a way that's like unbelievably profound. It's going to be a coalition of quality projects and communities coming together to push the game forward. Um, and we hope to be in that mix and we hope to be in that mix flanked by awesome people like that are in the spaces and the, you know, the communities that you guys all represent. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, fuck yeah, man. Uh, I'm, I'm pumped about this. Uh, I would love to get some of your, your, your founders already. There's people that I'm interested in, uh, to get them on for a space, man. So, um, yeah. I'm here for whatever you need, homie. Uh, you just let me know I'm here. Uh, you're fucking family doggy. Uh, I love it, dude. I'm fucking hype. Eddie, was there anything else you wanted to say before we go? I'm a vessel for collaboration. Man, that's a line right there. That's a Bar. line, bro. That's a Bar. fucking... I'm going to get that tatted one day. Yeah. Bars. <laughs> <laughs> Bars. Um, yeah, I mean, I set my reminder on there. I'll, I'll be in there tomorrow. I'll uh, be in there supporting you guys in the space tomorrow. So, hell yeah. Thanks for coming up, bro. Beautiful. Funky, thank you for setting this up, bro. I appreciate you so much, man. Uh, this was an awesome interview. Hey, dude, I hope we have you on more, honestly, uh, to talk about more of the journey. You just pop it in to say what's up. Um, I, I'd love to have you on more, man. You're a great guest, dude. Uh, uh, you know how to hold a convo. Uh, I appreciated your time so much, man. Thank you. Thanks a lot, man. Anytime. Thank all you guys. Hope to see you guys on the next one. And peace, love, and let's get it. Let's fucking go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Nako, dude, Superfest. You definitely want to check that out. A community of 3,303 artists, fans, and industry experts, bro. It is something that's going to, it's fucking, uh, your whole life is a goddamn festival, homie. Uh, make sure you cop one of those. And also, you should check out Lord's Little Villains at redlegendstudios.com. You can cop one of those. And you can also get an ad token. If you like those funny little ridiculous ads that you hear at the beginning of this, uh, you got something you want to promote, a product you want to place, a friend you want to insult, uh, let me know, and I'm happy to fucking uh, make a funny uh 
commercial about it and, and air it before the show. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is fucking another blast. Hey, look, we are pumping up episodes on Spotify. Um, I'm getting closer and closer to today's date every day. Um, and so we are we're getting there. But I want to make sure that you can uh, that you go and you check that out, man. We're almost I don't know. I want to say there's 70 plus uh, episodes of content from even my way back early, early days in Wicked Bone Club. But make sure you check that out. But uh, hey, man, remember this, dude. It's it's not about one of us. It's about all of us. Stay fucking awesome. I love every single one of you. Let's fucking go. Peace.